The recovery revolution will be on the Sixth Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Sixth Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com. With your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Woo! Matt, what? and Chris. Once a night. Stop it. Two people. Get too tired. I think. Get too We're going. Um, people are going to clap now. There they are. Um, so. So indeed. Here's another thing I'm going to rip off. From a podcast I like. Okay. All right. So I got to remember to do all the outro stuff. Okay. And uh, make sure we do plugs at yeah. the end. Yeah. All right. The beginning. Yeah. On uh, Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny podcast. Okay. He goes around the horn and gives everybody a chance to say what they've been up to since last time, if there's anything. Okay. Anything happening? And, and so that way. It's kind of like know. a nuts and bolts meeting. That's what we call yeah, it. Nuts it's and like, bolts let's, meeting. Go, let's go around the horn. Jeff. Yeah. Okay. What's happening with me since the last time we talked? Yeah. And, and anything, you know, recovery um, related, sobriety related, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Let's see. Oh, well, my, my sponsor that's out, I yeah. think he's still out. Okay. And my wife was like, haven't you my called wife, him? And uh, I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, do you call people who are out? That's the question. And it's funny. When you were out, yeah, we I tried to call you. You did. And I tried to intervene with you. You did. But in several other instances where I've had sponsees who are out. I wasn't your sponsee. Either. Right. You weren't my sponsee. just your bro. Yep. Just my bro. And it's weird because I didn't ever try to sponsor you. No. We like, decided I, that was a bad idea yeah. from the get-go. Right. Or just even like get involved in your... You know what I'm saying? Like, I no. wouldn't come down on you. I was like, oh, no, you should. No, 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 Yeah, I was like, we worked together. We were friends. I was like, I think Matt's using it, and I hope it works out. Yeah. <laughs> now you, you said, you're running and gunning right now, aren't you? And I said, no. And you said, okay. <laughs> okay. When you're ready. Yeah. I'm here. But guys, you sponsor who are out. Mm. I don't know if I should be calling. So I call them, because he's not going to fucking answer. Mm. He's fucking out. Like, right? right. He's like, you're not going to. What am I going to say? Hey, how's the drinking going? Yeah, like, exactly. Are you cured? Is it cool? Is it working? Like, you can stop after three? Yeah. Like, really? You can, yeah. So, anyway. But I hope you're doing okay. So, that's what's going on, recovery-wise. Did you leave a voicemail? I left him. I just... He'll see that I called. Okay. Like, and he usually... Like he, when he was doing the deal, he was doing the deal. And we talked. Mm-hmm. Right. every other day. Right. So, I'm with meetings every week. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not mm. feeling... But that sucks. That does suck. <clears throat> so that does suck. Uh, coming to me now. Coming to yeah. you, buddy. All right. Uh, nothing. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, working, living life. Uh, went to a noon meeting today. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Well, there you oh, go. Yeah. Where's that yeah. at? Uh, at the Lindell Club. Nice. Yeah. A meeting full of professionals. Nice. Everybody comes late. Everybody leaves early. Um, so it starts at noon, but everyone rolls in by 12.05, yeah, 10. 10 after 12. Yeah. Mm. And then everybody leaves at, you know, quarter yeah. to one. Because they got to get back. Yeah. I make a point of staying uh, after all the early leavers leave. Yeah. But I still leave early. That's funny. Yeah. So I can still be judgmental about it, yeah. but, you know, no. Uh, <laughs> it was nice. Was a speaker meeting or whatever meeting? Uh, this was a big book study. And how many people do you think made it? Oh, let's say 20 to That's pretty 25. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. a good good size group. Yep. Co-ed. Cool. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a mixture of capital I, important capital B business people. Yes. So a lot of checking the Apple Watch yeah. and, uh, you know, yeah. okay, very important things to do today. <laughs> business meetings, being a business person, and uh, and your typical, you know, unemployable, lovable uh, drunks. <laughs> So it's an interesting dynamic. But That's cool. Yeah. I, I When I know that I'm not going to get to a meeting for a couple of days, and sometimes I'll hit a nooner yeah. just to clean out the pipes. Like that? Get a little bit, you know. What did you read today? Remember? Uh, today, interestingly, was maybe my least favorite. Oh. It was just guess. Uh, is it one of the first five chapters, first six chapters in the big book? Two wives. <clears throat> two wives. I was just going to say. Yeah. Two, two, wives. Wives. two wives. Two wives. Two wives. Uh, Which is the most the, dated? It is the most chapter in the big book. Totally throwaway oh, garbage. Right. Okay, I'm still getting around. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing. I'm like, it can't possibly be T W O wives. 
<laughs> well, and I think every well time be. I have to go through the mental gymnastics well to figure out what we're talking about. Yeah, it's too okay. wise. It, it's, it's a polygamous it beginning. It brings out just, <laughs> it, it taps into a place of yeah. rage in me. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, he may be coming home late with John Barleycorn on his breath. He may even bring another woman into your home. But don't be mean to it. It's just a bunch of garbage. Like, apparently men in the 1930s could just be like, this is my side piece. <laughs> Say hello to Penny. She's going to play the piano naked. You know? And, and the wives and were just right. supposed to be like, oh, well, can I get you some tea biscuits? You know? Like, 50s and 40s and 40s, 30s, 30s and 90s. And yeah. It was still very much... A, it was bad. It was bad when I first read the big book when, in the 80s. This was an antiquated chapter, early 90s. Oh, it still was wrong. Been, it would have been bad in the 30s. Yeah. It's so... <laughs> You're it's right. so... It's such patriarchal pap. Um, yeah. So, I'll be honest with you, I kind of tuned out. Kind of tuned out. Yeah. Um, you I wonder know. why they keep that chapter in. Because they redid the big I book in the last 10 years. You think they'd be like, eh. I well, try to avoid going to the big book study because um, I, I'm not into the... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it's blasphemy. I'm mm. not into the big book. Wow. I'm into the. I want to hear people share their experiences. Right. I want to hear some sure. real stuff. I'm not the big book to me. I, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not into right it. Down. You okay. know. I'm I know this is a it. bigger issue, and like tons. There's are people that are dedicated to figuring this out, and I just don't. I don't really have a horse in the race, or a dog in the fight, mm-hmm. or a, a pony in the. Show. Yeah. I probably have more dog but, in the fight than you do, and my dog is like, I don't know. It's yeah. like it would seem at some point they'd have to update it. And I know the resistance is like it's worked this long, and you take it, but yeah. what for what it's worth, and you yeah. sort of do the mental gymnastics to fix it while you're reading it or something. Yeah, but especially in this day and age with like. The the such a evolution on you know what constitutes a relationship mm-hmm. and who's in that relationship and then it's not just about dudes and their two wives you yeah, know two wives two wives and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, by the way a little bit of a uh, breaking news uh, Jeff and I can see the comments in the chat room yeah so thank you Ron and I agree there there I could take the vast majority of the big book is very good. Well, see, and I would probably have... What would you say? I would say, uh, I mean, how it works, there are some nuggets in there that I do think are evergreen and they will always be applicable because they're just like, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. That'll always be true, you know, thoroughly being the operative word there. But a lot of it does feel... Into action's a good chapter. Antiquated. Um, They they do update. There are different editions of the big book in which they update some of the stories at the end. Because, you know, I imagine edition one was like, I, I'm i a blacksmith and I yeah. run a steam engine. You know, all these like right. old timey, like, I'm a boot black. The new edition says African-American yeah. smith. Right. right. <laughs> sure does. That's uh, funny. Yeah. But, you know, um, th- th- those efforts have been made to contemporize it. But there are portions of it that yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, like hold true that's, forever. That's the worst of, that's the, the least relevant chapter. I mm. think yeah. the other, there's... The first six chapters are the program, and then there's a bunch of individual stories in the back. But I would say, I, I you know what they should do is they should update the whole thing mm. and put both versions out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. rewrite them all. And I can see why they wouldn't because it's worked, and you're right. Mm-hmm. So they should they should give it a little shot. Like modernize it, mm-hmm. put that out, keep the same. But and and for people, you can traditionalist two wives. You can cook down. You can boil off all yeah. of the the fat. Old, yeah, yeah, the t- old timey stuff, and hmm. at its heart, it's really just like, well, you can't fix a drunk. Yeah, exactly. So it's Alan. Don't waste your time, You're right? <laughs> bothering, yeah. And uh, <laughs> comment right here: outdated God language. To yes, yeah. I completely and totally agree with that. But this yeah. is a game changer having Jeff and Matt be able to see the comments. I know. I feel like, <laughs> like we're, it's, yeah, commentating a, on a. Have you guys yeah. seen, the, seen the Matrix? Yeah, yeah. Like I just took the. The, right, the blue pill, whichever one. Whichever one. Um, We're no, taking but, pills in here, people. <laughs> what? Um, I relapsed on the blue pill. Yeah. It opened my eye, my third eye. No, I. Uh, um, but that's what's going on with me. Hmm. Same old man. It's all good. Good. Life's good. 
and you are going on a new trip. What no, well, that's a long, that's a ways off. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, it's just uh, my my wife. My wife, my wife. is excited. Uh, <laughs> she's planning a, a trip for us. I don't know when we're doing it. Uh, um, I believe she mentioned. Uh, <laughs> I think she said March of next year. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Matt knows. <laughs> she told me about your trip. Um. I yeah. Uh. No. Yes. Yeah, so what do I got? Um. A couple things. That I've been thinking about one, uh, one actually, and I forgot to mention we are going to have a caller, I believe, uh, tonight, um, and he's in the chat room, and I'll be calling you in just a bit. But um, as soon as we get done going around the horn, which okay. is our new thing, I like it. Um, <laughs> but and maybe you like can tell it. us more about this uh, when you come on. Uh, but uh, well, see now I'm reading Reb Modi, but you you, you say Modi. And I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I was under impression that was your first name, but you can clear all that up when you come on. But you had sent me an article. Um, well, let me back up. Can you separate the art from the artist in can this age of Me Too? Yeah, where there are are creative people that are being accused of, you know inappropriate heinously inappropriate um what's shit conduct conduct <laughs> yeah. Yeah. bad like, shit yeah that, that people you know invading people's space in a variety of ways that's just disgusting and inappropriate um you know there's this this issue with those that create things being mm-hmm. able to separate the art from the artist you know Woody Allen's films from Woody Allen yep. lately today in the news you know uh, Louis C.K.'s comedy from Louis C.K. Right, um, and it's it's coming back now. You know, Louis, well, he's coming Louis back. got on right. stage right. in That's, last week, right. and sort of. Right, it, but I had the same thought. It sparked that. Wait a second, here we go. So here's yeah. it, the backswing. Within our recovery world, what's uh, Reb is a short form of Rob. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's my ignorance, uh, but I am the apatheist here. So I, um, yeah. Uh, You Modi, know. or yeah. shall I call you Reb, or we'll figure that out in a minute. Um, sent me an article that, uh, and it's it's out there and and, and verified. Uh, the Noel Levine, the, the uh, uh, founder guest of Refuge Recovery, who's been on the show, has been and who's been on the show, mm-hmm. has been on the show, has been, for lack of a better word, me tooed, yes, um, yep. for a number of offenses and. Um, you know, I, I don't know wh- where that leaves refuge recovery. Um, things are closing. Things are closing. Not refuge. Like I think he had he had yogic things going on yes. that are closing that he's not no longer part of. I think that there is a a, a for profit facility under the refuge recovery name that I don't know if he'll be a part of any longer. Mm-hmm. But then there's obviously this this the meetings. movement, this modality, yeah. this this mode method of getting st- yeah. and, and staying sober and, and, and of recovery and I, I just wonder if that'll impact anyone's well just what that will do yeah. to people would, seeking to 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 use it as a as a resource yeah. um it's funny talking about updating the big book i thought that book was an updated version of the 12 steps do you know what i'm saying right. in a very yeah. real way i thought refuge recovery was a nice modified updated, yeah. a modern yeah. version of the same sort of thing and i, I would hope that i think it's different than the art artist argument um because what i've read of refuge recovery and the meeting we went to and my familiarity with it mm-hmm. certainly which is very very shallow yeah it's not dripping in noah levine you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's uh he unfortunate uh, yeah, choice. You know, okay. <laughs> you know what i'm saying but right. like you know he made it might have been the impetus of this thing in the wellspring from whence it came but um his fingerprints were nowhere on what we were, you know, experiencing right. and looking yeah. at in that yeah. room. His name never came up in the. I would hope that this thing that's helping people and yeah. seems like a really, you know, valid, totally, and progressive and yeah. of the moment. Um, I don't know. I would hope that it wouldn't be impacted. It, it'll be refuge wouldn't be impacted by. I bet the it, fact that its founder wasn't. Yeah. Right. I bet it'll go down a little bit, but there'll probably be some meetings that survive, and then maybe it'll flourish at some point. But yeah, that's not good. No. 
And I don't think it disqualifies or denigrates the whole of, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I don't I, think so. I, think I mean, it, I was yeah. thinking, I, and I don't know enough about it, but I don't think there's anything in there that somehow you go, oh, yeah, I see where he was going with this. This was, you know, like like any right anything leading you astray in any way because of right. whatever, any right. predispositions. But uh, anyway, that's that's really what I've been thinking about is, is that, that notion just because it's so topical. And then here's someone who's developed this, 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 you know, this, this system, this, this path to help people through Buddhism. Yeah. You know, of all things, um, you know, also, uh, it, turning up on the it's crazy wrong side of history. And Matt and I were talking about this today, like Shogam Trungpa, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's a pretty famous guy yeah. who started, he wrote the, uh, the warrior book that I read meditation teacher came over here but mm-hmm. he had these same problems his son who's like the new one meditation mm-hmm. teacher i'm i'm reading a book by someone who was worshiping this guy and all into it and the next day new york times about a month ago same problem this and we we're just talking about the dynamics of power guruism yeah people vulnerable getting right. so, you know it's just like that's the problem doesn't work especially right especially in this space yeah power, power corrupts power and corrupts yeah in this space in this so particularly vulnerable people. people yeah right yeah i mean it's uh so i don't know if that has that's, that the, it's for the very same reasons that they try to discourage mm-hmm. people of different genders mm-hmm. to sponsor one another it's there's an inherent power dynamic it's very much like performer and audience it is a someone step is thing right yeah. on a bit of a pedestal they know things mm-hmm. that you don't know they have something that you want mm-hmm. and they have information that can help you get that it's just yeah they, and have yeah. you if you known i have <laughs> i we hear a lot about how women th- have been uh, sexually assaulted uh in the rooms have had problems mm-hmm. with it because men you just mm-hmm. uh the power dynamics that's called 13th stepping is when when i got in is that right yeah where you still, yeah. it still, still happens all the time steps, yeah sure, exactly sure, sure. and you know guys who oh woman's a newcomer right and, and, and i've never versa. i mean yeah you know sure sure exactly just hit just whatever with newcomers but it's this it's and i've never like i would totally discourage that i would stand up and say, for if i was sponsoring a dude i'd be like no yeah it's not what you're doing at all but it's yeah it's so crazy how that's still just prevalent and out there and still is a bad black mark on the program which i don't think is that at all for him and, and you there's, know? A, there's a bit of like you don't think it's a black mark on the program i do think oh, it is yeah and, but the program's so not about that but it still right. happens it's just sure yeah, it's just and like it any large group dynamic, there's a little bit of policing, mm-hmm. self policing that goes on within the program. Yeah, generally yep. you're very much discouraged from pursuing any type of relationship in your mm-hmm. first year of sobriety. Yeah, um, even I remember Jeff, you telling me when I was in my first year of sobriety, yeah. like, eh, you probably shouldn't get in a relationship. And right. I'm like, hey, guess what, Jeff? <laughs> Got in a relationship. You're like, oh well, that's that's cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, you. you, you it, hmm. I'm now engaged to that person. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you know, give me a rule, I'll break it. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, um, I I think those rules exist for a reason. I think that... I do too. Yeah. There's I think that's cool, one of those things cool I think period. somehow... Oh, sorry. No, no. I, but I, I think some stuff in AA just because it's so pervasive and it, it, it certainly when I was getting sober was about just about all that was out there. Like that rule, somehow I... I knew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I didn't. Like, I think it got to be like 11 months. I'm like, I think I can, I, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I did. Um, and also, like, a lot of the traditional trappings of, at that point, when you're, when you're getting sober, chances are you're not going out to bars. Mm-hmm. You're not going, if you're a younger person, you're not going to the places in which you might meet people of the opposite sex you know mm-hmm. um I, I in this day and age it's probably di- very different people mm-hmm. meet through innumerable different ways right. but um yeah it was it's a whole different ball game you're mm-hmm. relearning how to live totally and yourself who you are totally um so yeah i it, the in the case of noah and refuge mm. I, I, for some reason, I consider that differently from Roman Polanski and Woody Allen right. and Louis C.K. And I'm, I'm really, I struggle with it because mm. my gut reaction is to say, 
fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Garbage human beings. And mm-hmm. I'm done. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. And I loved Louis C.K. Yeah. I loved Louis yeah. C.K., you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I enjoy Woody Allen's movies, mm. you know? Um, uh, most. Yeah. Some. Right. Yeah. But I don't see him anymore, you right. know? Um, yeah. and, uh, and I certainly, just even seeing a headline with Louis in it right. kind of sparked this debate up among myself and, and two of my colleagues. I just seeing him again. Yeah. yeah. So was he's like, well, he's look at that. Back doing a show. He got on stage last week. Gotcha. And just unannounced. Unannounced. Okay. And did some Did material. some jokes. Okay. And I think it, the zeitgeist, I think it sparked the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, in a lot yeah. of circles. Yeah. That's funny. Like, at what some do we point, do now? Yeah. But at some point, this was bound to happen. These, right? There's some point time will pass and these men will have to have their lives something or some something's gonna have to happen right it's weird it is weird to think about like are you banned forever yeah i don't, I don't know well I don't that, 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 that i don't scale, i mean that's no, a yeah. different it's interesting i, mean, I don't know yeah, i don't know what a men's it's not really make. i don't i don't know how yeah. to evaluate it so right now i'm oh, kind of sticking to my black and white like <laughs> right. right if you're one of those people right i'll just disregard your art yeah um, and I, I guess that's where i'm at because i'm not i'm not I wouldn't feel remotely comfortable, certainly not on this podcast, to talk about the people and what they do or don't deserve or what's going to happen to them. It's more about the thing they created and how that might impact it, particularly in this case with Refuge Recovery. he wrote the book Refuge Recovery. Yeah, I believe so. And that book was the one we read in the meeting. Right. Right. Yes, and we followed that book. And it was really well done and really... Interesting and awesome. We had him on the show. He was an engaging and generous. And and I would just, yeah, yeah, and I guess what I would hope that it doesn't keep anyone from exploring that as an option because I think it's a really (laughs) good option. Yeah, yeah. uh, You know, despite, you know, this new wrinkle. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else we got? Um, Anything? No. No, I think that concludes. The around, around the horn, the horn. First installment of around the horn we could uh it could be a whole new show format because frankly i feel like once you start around the horn we're just gonna follow the horn we're gonna chase rabbit holes all over Leapfrog, the place, you know? which is cool and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to you know we can all kind of keep an eye on it i'm trying to manage it like i think uh now would be a good time maybe to let uh reb our reb well reb the rabbi the rabbi. Yeah. I, I think I knew that. I read a book recently. I think I knew Reb was rabbi. All right. Mm-hmm. So and there's there's a rabbi, and then there's another term for a guy who's not a rabbi, but he's the spiritual side of it, and the rabbi's like the rule setter. Right, here we go. Know. We're gonna get that answer. Okay. We're gonna get an answer. I don't know. Right now. I kinda like Jeff's answer. <laughs> <laughs> the completely ill informed. Don't know. I read a book much. once. Yeah, I read a book recently. All yeah, right, but so it was pretty need, recent. You need, uh, which makes me an expert. Oh, here we go. You guys need your horns, your cans. Wow. Are you hearing this? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's it's super groovy. groovy. Hell. It's like they bump. Uh, hello? hello. Hello. Hi. Can you hear us all? Fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. Now. Oh, I know, yay. I know. We've, we've been long time email, but thank you for uh, finally That's making awesome. the the jump to uh, jump to calling in. Jump to calling in. Welcome. Hey, so okay, so uh, this is up to you, but we typically just do uh, audio, audio. Oh. So yeah. uh, you can go. It, I quite frankly, because I I find it distract. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris thinks let's, that it, the camera steals his soul or yeah. something. So. Let, let's start with how to address you and how to pronounce every part of that address. Okay. Moti. Yeah, so uh, Reb is like a, uh, an honorific for a rabbi. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's kind of like a nickname that I use for myself. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Because you're not a rabbi. Oh, you are a rabbi. Okay, but, so that's... There you go. But so nice. Interesting. Oh. I don't think we've ever had a rabbi on. We've had alcoholics on. So that would be like a a, a <laughs> father or a like a father something in the Catholic Church. This is the apatheist talking. Yeah, going by pops. <laughs> is that kind of the, the equivalent? Oh, okay. So all right. Uh, 
Caller audio is apparently really low. Oh, caller um, audio is from the low. message board and also from our uh, my plant. Okay. We can hear you uh, fine. We yeah, don't know what's going on. We can hear you loud on. and clear, but for some reason it isn't coming through on caller the audio. Pod, as it were. Let me yeah. see. Uh, it should be coming through. This is a bummer. Okay. We haven't done this in a while. Let's see. Ooh, uh, just, yeah, I heard something going. It's always there. something. Yeah, it's always, no, it's always something. Where, where, uh, what state are you calling in from? What key? Okay, that's awesome. Oh, all right. But you're a Missourian. Oh, okay. okay. That's cool. All right. OPKS. It's a nice place. Congrats. Fantastic. I don't know what they're saying. Call back. Uh, well, I'll try it. Okay. Uh, I'll try to call you back. Although, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me think. What, can you say one more thing? Hi. Nah, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, there we are. Let's try it again. Okay. So as I was saying, I have three years now, and I had uh, about 14 years when I was younger. So I got sober in my 20s um, and then was sober for quite some time and then went out again for quite some time and then came back in three years ago. Nine years. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, that's why that's where I started. When when I was when I was in my 20s, I was single and I was in bars and I was part of the music scene and I was doing drugs and like I was put fancy free and then when I was in my 30s or 40s, I guess it was, I was married with children and, and, and at home and not going to bars. You know, I, I sort of a test run about whether actually, but I actually took me with me, which was actually the, the that was the flaw in my plan. Um, and, uh, it, you know, kind of just ended up, except, except I drank the opposite way when I was in my 40s. I drank at home and watching TV and I wasn't out in the bright lights in the big city. Wow. But I was... But I was still me. Yeah, sure. And That's... and uh, it's it's kind of like when I came in the second time, I didn't have to worry about whether I was really uh, an addict or not because I kind of had proven it to myself by trying it again. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So when you when you got sober the first time, were you did you feel like you, oh I had this great program or did you just kind of half ass it and hang out? No, and I did it. I you did, did it. the deal. I did the deal. I had a. I, I did it the first four and a half years. I, I was in New York at the time, mm-hmm. and the first four and a half years I was still in New York, and I had a sponsor, and I was like doing the whole thing. After four and a half years, I moved overseas, and although I was going to English language meetings once or twice a week, I wasn't doing anything else. Okay. And I ran on fumes for really a long time. I mean, four and a half years to fourteen is actually kind of a long time. It is. 
then we came back and I went to seminary. So I accomplished a lot during the time that I was sober because um, I went to rabbinical school during that time. And what happened was I went and I was going to meetings, but I never had a sponsor again. Like that kind of, I wasn't really doing the. Yeah. Um, but I was but, in a but, very spiritual. Is it weird to, if you're a rabbi and then to have a sponsor? Is that just kind of weird? Not that well, it's weird, but just you are, you are the flock sponsor. Is it weird to get a sponsor as well? I wonder. Well, I mean, people will have, clergy people will have spiritual direction. I mean, everybody should have, like, it's like a therapist having therapy. Yeah. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's, <laughs> it's a lawyer it having a lawyer. It's actually something you should do. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so then when I got out of school, I moved to, I, I moved to, a, um, to outside of Chicago and I had a very hard time. I had a pulpit and a, a big synagogue outside of Chicago and I had a very hard time and it just kind of deteriorated rapidly and I was having personality conflicts like all my kind of character defects were, were sprouting and flowering. Mm. And I, even, I was still going to meetings, but I wasn't doing anything else. And I kind of felt trapped. And I just thought, well, I went to I actually went to my high school reunion and the person who I smoked pot with was still smoking pot. So uh, <laughs> funny how that works. <laughs> that was your relapse at your high school reunion on weed with your high- your old weed <laughs> buddies. My 25th high school reunion, I went, and they were still. She pulled out the joint, just like the old days, and they were. Oh, that's oh, awesome! Wow, wow. So that's, then nine years. Yeah, you're like after cool. that, and then nine years, and it was pretty shitty, um, especially sort of towards the end. Um, I was having trouble um, uh, with my work life, and um, I have kids at home, um, two of whom are, spe- uh, two of whom were special needs. Mm-hmm. And I was ve- having a lot of trouble dealing with that. Wow. And I was mm-hmm. just kind of like really feeling sorry for myself. Um, and then finally when I, I kind of like, uh, I landed on the runway with my, with my landing gear up, you know, and scraped along there for a while. And then in the summer of 2015, I think you'll like this story. In the summer of 2015, I, I was at the end of my rope, and I didn't really know what to do. So I went into therapy. That was the only. That was what I thought to do. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> and and I started meditating because I'm a spiritual guy. So I, I I started meditating. So all that summer, I was drinking, going to therapy, and meditating. So this was quite a combination. <laughs> it is. That's just desperately hanging on to something. Right. I need an answer. Right. I gotta have an answer. So That's for three so months, I was like that. And then I was reading this, um, I was reading this uh, Buddhist monk named Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a, mm-hmm. a Buddhist teacher. Uh-huh. And one of the Buddhist precepts, as Noah Levine would tell you, is that you're not supposed to take, um, take substances to, um, to excess, I guess. Yeah. Some people don't do it at all, and some people, some people say that the, the direction is not to do it to excess. Yeah. So I was reading this guy, and he was pretty strict about it. And I read a couple of books, so he said it over and over again. And I went, and I was like, I, the first time I got sober, I thought about it for like two years before I did it. Mm-hmm. Like I was researching it and talking to people, and I was really like, I was, I had thought about it a lot before I came in. This time, I went to a family party in Madison, Wisconsin, and got wasted at the party on Saturday night. And then I was like, I'm done with this. I can't deal with this. And I drove back and went to a meeting. Like I didn't wow. even think about it. I just went right back in. Wow. So no research, no intermediate phase you just you do what to do from some prior experience and just dove right back in right and the two things that were different was now they have the internet so it was easier to find a meeting and also Mm -hmm. they don't smoke in meetings anymore shockingly (laughs) enough (laughs) no they don't i don't know when that happened but yeah just miss all of a sudden so so the the buddhist meditation practice that that's an interesting thing had you meditated prior to that or is this just like i'm gonna do this yeah I'd say so. I had right. a part of my um, part of my ish, issue is that I've had a very choppy um, uh, rabbinical career. Okay, um, what, and what does and, that mean, choppy? Well, I I haven't been able to keep I haven't been able to keep a pulpit job right mm-hmm. now. My my right now I work as an interfaith organizer, which is something I'll, I I can point you to what what I do. Probably I'll I'll just point you to what I do rather than talking about it. Sure. Um, okay. But I, I, I was working, I was, I was, uh, so I'm kind of an advocate, a public advocate, and I organize um, in, in churches and synagogues to do uh, social justice work. I have a nonprofit organization. Oh, okay. Um, so I was doing that halftime, and I had a halftime uh, pulpit uh, in Kansas, and they decided that they preferred not to have my company. And that's part of, part of what triggered my, uh, my bottom. Mm-hmm. 
so since so since so I had had a several sort of un, really unpleasant experiences in synagogue life. Yeah, and is this because you're drinking and using re- directly related to no, your just, job performance, or just it's just it's just because I'm a dick, man? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I got you on that. I rejection, am re- I'm right with you. On that. Rejection of any kind mm-hmm. that's just fuel to drive toward the bottom. At least in my personal experience, yeah. when you feel as if you are unwanted. And the, I mean, got the ch- the resentment, the chip on my yeah. shoulder got so big. Yeah, um, it was very. So easy it to was part of a whole. It was part of a whole kind of crisis of uh, faith that happened at that time, and I kind of <laughs> sort of set myself out of that that world, um, and sort of pr- picked up an independent practice. I have like a like a, I do the year cycle stuff in Judaism. Um, like I'll do the high holidays that are coming up and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But for most of the rest of the time, my major spiritual practice is meditation. Interesting. Wow. And, is, and does everyone in, in the synagogue know this? Are they cool with that? Well, I'm not working in a synagogue now. Oh, you're not. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and, oh, it's really interesting that, yeah, I mean, when you were, you, you had a pulpit and you are in a position of, of power, for lack of a better term, and mm-hmm. that you have people who are seeking answers from you, mm-hmm. um, that you still, the necessity of seeking a sponsor. I mean, you have answers in all these other areas, but you don't have answers in the one area in which you need them the most yeah. you know i yeah. mean i think well ap- applying pu- applying principles to the personal to the personal is the is the is the big thing about it right it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's just like with with recovery i mean you, you have these principles in this book or whatever whatever people tell you but you still have to apply them to your own life yeah oh absolutely. and that's not and that's not so easy to do especially by yourself you know when i first came back in so i wasn't i wasn't a rabbi when i was sober the first time so I, you know, I just found some somebody in the room who had who had ten years, and he sponsored me for a few months. And then I said, "Well, I need somebody a little bit more heavyweight." And I asked a Catholic priest to be my sponsor, and he just didn't have time for me. Like mm-hmm. he was really, he had like he had a he had like three parishes that he was looking at, and I was kind of kept trying to get him on the phone, and and it was really like it wasn't working out. I imagined that it was going to be like this spiritual direction high you know high experience yeah. and it didn't turn out that way and then i just went back to the old timer that everybody else uses kind of that's good wow. that's funny old so trusty you got a catholic yeah, exactly. priest buddhist meditation and you're a rabbi we got a joke going right. that's right. funny but but the other part are you less of a dick now have you have, do you feel like your dickness is is getting better in the three years you've been back <laughs> i use the medical term yeah the I, dickness because I, yeah, I, I feel the same so. way. I feel like I'm a total dick, and I identify as a dick as a, at my job. <laughs> my former job, I was like, oh, I'm just kind of a dick. Mm. I don't know what that was. I don't know if it was alcoholism or just who you are. But it's interesting to hear you th- say this. They ran you out not because of your alcoholism, but because you're kind of a dick. I think dick is just what is often it? comes from insecurity, right? True. Yes. Mine does. Sure. Yep, yep. So what, the thing that's happened the most in this time, and I had, I mean, I had years before, the thing that happened that's happened the most significant in this period is that I'm much more relational with people. And this is something that I should have had before I went into the rabbinate. But like if I sit down with people like in my work or personally, I'm much more able to have kind of personal relations with them, interact like uh, emotional interactions that are, aren't so transactional. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get something out of them. I don't have so much of an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able, like I, somebody gave me, this is really, per, this is really powerful. The first year, a, a person in the rooms who I had like a lot of time, who's my age and has a lot of time, gave me a book for Hanukkah. And I was like, I had no idea why she gave me this book. I like, I barely know you. I go to a meeting that you chair. You know, I don't know you. Yeah. Why did you give me this book? And she goes, I consider you a friend. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. I just did not even know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And it was so profound because I really spent like the next six months sort of thinking about what that meant and how I was relating to people and what it meant to be a friend with somebody. And I'm just really like, I'm not Mr. Happy now or whatever, but I'm much more able to have have like a real relationship with somebody, a real interaction with somebody that's not so driven by my fears or you know what do you what am I going to get out of you or what are you going to do to me? Yeah, which mm-hmm. was always the way I related to people before. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Transactional, as you said. Yeah, that's yeah. a really that's a really I think apropos way of yeah. You know, I I I found that I'm able to listen mm-hmm. a lot better um, as I've gotten some sobriety mm-hmm. under my belt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's been one of the one of the gifts of this whole thing for me is the ability to mm-hmm. listen and the ability to again everything was 
some form or fashion of manipulation, mm-hmm. um, either allowing myself to be in, be manipulated or manipulating right. the other. Um, totally. Right, absolutely. We're yeah. very good at that. What, what would you say? I mean, I, I think about that a lot. I mean, we all, I, I think, typically have behavioral issues and psychological issues that we're using to mitigate in some form, to tamp down or to enhance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was driving your usage? Um, yeah, insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, self-pity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it says in the book. Um, just, you know, really, like, you think about the kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, why, why, am I, why am I the victim of having kids with special needs interesting right mm-hmm. just framing it that way sure. is so self-centered right mm-hmm. you know um i mean that was you know that's part of it why you know why am i having so much trouble with the people i work with you know just kind of really combative mm-hmm. and really like you know i deserve this kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know like just the reason anybody else drinks really mm-hmm. how, how is the how is the relationship with the kids going now your kids how old are they uh, actually, they just two of them are now out of high school. Okay. Um, the main, the the sort of the the main one um, is the is the middle one, and she is uh, is is in college now. She's at oh. the community college part time, oh, and cool. we're trying to find work for her. Um, it's better. My oldest one moved out to shack up with her boyfriend, okay. um, and that really took a lot of pressure off. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, we're three, we're five people in a very small place. Because um, I got no money. Um, and, uh, you know, she moved out, she's work, you know, she's going to college and working and that's that, you know, we did, we advised her against it cause we're not exactly bought into the boyfriend, but, um, we, we probably would try to discourage her from moving back. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, funny. and then, the, and then my son is, is in high school. He's the, you know, they're both the two younger ones are living at home and, mm. you know, I'm just, it's better, you know, I'm, it's still annoying, whatever. I mean, you know you know how it is with kids and their teenagers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's kind of one thing was, uh, uh, well, I, I ended up having to go get one of my kids out of camp, um, like drive to Colorado. Mm-hmm. I drove to Colorado to pull one of my kids out of, out of the summer camp that she couldn't handle. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I drove in and I drove out because I didn't want to be near edibles. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like I don't think about drinking, right. but mm-hmm. I, I think about edibles. Well, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, yeah. Good so that was kind of your thing, yeah. uh, drinking and smoking weed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, from the beginning, like, the first time, I never had a kind of gearing up period. When I was younger, when I was in high school, I, ne- I got wasted the first time I drank, and every time I could get, you know, I never had, like, a, I don't know what social drinking is. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that gene. No. I just basically went balls to the wall every time I could. Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. We're, we're all nodding. I, we're, we're not. Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> and then in my 20s, I was doing coke because you could stay up longer. Sure, sure. You know, in, 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 when I was in my 40s and I was drinking at home, I didn't care about staying up longer. So right. that was part of the reason why I didn't need to do drugs. <laughs> right, right. It, it is amazing. I, I had a little bit of a similar arc in that, you know, I had a period of sobriety when I was younger. And then uh, anyway, at the end, it was sort of this home life mm-hmm. drinking it wasn't going out there was no social yeah. aspect right. to it it wasn't a fun social thing and um it's amazing i feel what, like we all end up alone right yeah. at the end yeah, that's yeah. how I mean, the story ends every yeah. time it's not yeah. like and right in the middle of this great big party right. i said i gotta get sober no it's always <laughs> you know when, when you're when you're alone um you yeah. ask every you, have, you all you want is for people to leave you alone and that at some point they do mm-hmm. and uh right exactly right, damn it right. it yeah. works every time that's funny. So you did you send the article on the Noah Levine thing? Yes, you did. Okay, yeah. interesting. What's your what are your what's your hot take? Yeah, you know I'm I'm always hesitant about gurus. I I have sure. a I have a I have a aversion to gurus. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think charisma is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I don't have any, so that really helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw your um, comment that cracked me up. <laughs> um, but I you know it's like. It, for some reason, Western Buddhism seems to seems to breed this kind of thing. I mean, it's not that it's unique to Western Buddhism, as we see from the Catholic Church. Sure. Um, but but when you but it's you know he definitely he definitely is in that Me Too category. You know, you were yeah. talking about Louis C.K. I mean, he's definitely in that category. Mm-hmm. He used his position for advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I do hope that Refuge Recovery Refuge Recovery. And the other thing was 
that Bill Wilson also was a womanizer. You yeah. know, a lot of these, a lot oh. of people kind of, you know, didn't like, I? Uh, yeah, that's funny. I was just saying that tonight. I was like, I wonder if Bill or Bob, if if they had started it now, if one of those two would have been in the meet. I had no idea Bill was that wrote way. Right? Two wives. <laughs> I mean, that's all the proof you need, right. man. But how? If AA could have been in jeopardy if it had started now, based on the way internet culture is, because the founder, you know what I'm saying? That's like, right, for sure. But, and it's good. AA has no leaders now. There's no one. You know, it has inappropriate behavior of individuals at certain meetings. But it's there's no one that we don't have a guru, right? Other than these guys who are not around anymore. But God, that's crazy. I didn't know Bill was a womanizer. Yeah, you know this. Yeah. Okay. So Chuck, uh, Chuck M. Trumpa died before he got caught. You know, sort of before this. Before the shit hit the fan, right? okay, I mean, he died when he was in his forties. Gotcha. But, but his but son just got busted, right? Right. Yeah, right. which is crazy. Yeah, I know. So he yeah. would have gotten caught up in it. His son just got caught up in it. And these are legitimately life-changing meditation and spiritual teachers who've written and probably like the the biggest mindfulness and meditation schools in the country, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I helped. Whatever. It's it's crazy. There's yeah. a couple of rabbis who have gotten caught up in this too. Who've lost who've lost their careers over this, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's always charismatic people yeah. who have followings whose the institution revolves around them. Yep. You know, like he it's his job. You know, it's his company. It's his certain. You know, it's his school. Yeah. You know, we. It's um. It that's I, it's just dangerous. I mean, I, that's why I never really got into Hinduism because they they're so into. The, the guru thing, you know, like Ram Dass, if you guys read Be Here Now back when you were hippies or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah if, if you go back, there's some old ones where I... I you you I, were I titled one of the episodes Fuck Ram Dass. Yeah, but, you did. And yeah. you said that. Yeah, you did. You uttered those words, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I mean, that's... that's I, I, just, I just really think that and charisma... I, whenever I see people who are working on charisma, I, I, I question it. I really do. I yeah. think that there's a lot of humility... That's necessary to be a to be a good teacher, mm-hmm. and 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 you get this kind of um, dangerous reinforcement from being in you know you're in, you're in a position where people are vulnerable with you, mm-hmm. um, you know you're seeing their insides really in a profound way, and if you're not really um, serious about your um, your 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 humility, mm-hmm. your you know. Uh, and 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 your structure in your own life, then you can really just fall into things that are unfortunate. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, and, and it's it is crazy to think about because you you got to figure that the preaching and the humility and the whole teaching is so against y- using the power for anything, and yet that temptation just must be there. And and on one hand, it is it just shows how human everybody is. Like yeah. you can't get away from it, no matter how good or great or revered revered these people are they just turn out to be fucking humans and they do the most human thing on the planet it happens over and over and over again across the board human and it's awful subhuman you know yeah but it's uh, i mean but it's just this thing i don't know what happens this or they steal from the discretionary fund or whatever i mean you know people are you know if if there's any lesson of my story it's that you know there's nobody who's holier than anybody else i mean i just have a i just basically essentially have a graduate degree in judaism you know, that's, I'm not super, you know, super, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it, it, <laughs> right. We look at people differently, but that doesn't mean that they're really different. Yeah. It's right. just that they have, I have an expertise in a certain area mm-hmm. um, and I take my spirituality seriously, but that doesn't mean that I'm immune to the, the uh, temptations of the flesh or right. any, you know. Yeah. 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 How, how were you raised in terms of your spirituality and your... Uh, I was raised as a conservative Jew, which is a denomination, and it's basically kind of people whose parents were Orthodox, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to stay connected, but they didn't necessarily want to observe too much. I went to Hebrew school. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't keep kosher at home. We weren't too serious about sort of home practice, Mm -hmm. Um, but my parents were very involved in the synagogue. I got very – I'm very – I have a very uh, uh, sanctimonious streak. And I got very sanctimonious when I was a teenager, shockingly enough. <laughs> and I said, I thought that everybody around me was a hypocrite, and I dropped out of Judaism. Hmm. 
And I went like I went I was pretty secular. I went dropped out of Jewish practice. I mean, I'm always Jewish. Um, it's kind of something you can't shake. Um, <laughs> but I, I was secular for most of my sort of college life and then in my early 20s. And then as I was realizing that I was out of control with my usage, I started to look around for spirituality because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm just built that way, kind of wired mm-hmm. that way. And I started to get back into Jew- to Judaism as, as a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to, I lived in Israel, that's what led me to rabbinical school, that's what led me into the rooms initially, was because I kind of got the sense that, I was, we used to call it, I haven't heard it too much this this time, but we used to call it coming in on the second step. So you you you, you have a spiritual awakening of some kind when mm-hmm. you're still using and you realize that you're fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I that happened to me both times, actually. Oh, wow. That's very cool. It's fascinating. What What is... In in Buddhism, there's this you know meditation practice. I don't know in Christianity, there's prayer. What is the equivalent in Judaism? Like, is there a, a mindfulness well, thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, prayer. there's prayer, but the, I mean, the, the major kind of spiritual practice, if you if you approach it this way, would be the saying of blessings. So there's these blessings that you would say on activities, regular human activities like eating or going, even going to the bathroom or seeing a rainbow, like all these kind of things, and you say blessings at 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 these particular times and that elevates the activity. Ah. So you're, so you're sort of sanctifying your food before you eat it, you know, not like offering it like communion, but just to say that I'm offering this, you know, I thank you God for, for this. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, that's a mindfulness practice because if you're really doing blessings, like mm-hmm. every time you do something like that, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty consistent throughout the day. Right. Plus oh. there's prayers throughout the day. Plus there's the Sabbath and holidays and stuff. Like that. And, and are they meant to put you in the moment or, get you to live in the moment or, or that kind of spiritual thought? I think they probably are meant to do that. I don't know whether they really do that because a lot of people do them very rote. Right. You know, like you'll go to, you'll go to services, you'll go to worship and somebody will say the the prayer in 30 seconds and they've, they've completed their obligation because they've said the prayer, but there wasn't any intention behind it really. Aside from the intention of doing it, but it's, it can be, I mean, I'm sure that they perceive it to be people who act like that perceive it to be a spiritual path for them to follow. But most people who would look at it from the outside would see it as kind of ringing the bell and moving on to the next thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, just like reciting how it works in a meeting. Yeah. It doesn't make you any more sober if you're just it's just a road activity. Yeah. You're, right. you're reading that's, the words you read every time. You're checking that box. And now we move on to the next part of the meeting. Yeah. It's, uh, that's the phone. That's phone checking time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. It's just the way station yeah. on the way to the end of the meeting. You know, that's funny. Um, yeah. It's funny when you're a beginner and they read how it works. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. When you've been there forever, they read it like, yeah, I've heard this a million times. There's probably a point in in three years, maybe two years, where you're like, oh, this really, I'm digging this. I know what it means, and I haven't heard it too much where it actually means something. I, I used to That's get funny. shit from old timers because I'm a, uh, I memorize things really quickly. I just, <laughs> it's just one of these things. Yeah. And, uh, so I would memorize commit all thing. these things to memory, and yeah. I remember when I never trust somebody who memorizes how it works. Wow! Did you memorize how it works? Yeah. yeah. Well, just there's a, there's a Robert Downey. There's a meme of Robert Downey Jr. rolling his eyes, and it says at the bottom when somebody reads how it works from memory. Oh, I never did. I never did that, but that's absolutely it. Because it was just another thing. It was just another piece of knowledge that I, another thing I could do yeah. to prove to you how smart I am yeah. and you know, look at me That's and it, I must be more sober too because I could do this thing. But at the end of the day, it didn't mean that as far as yeah, meaning, I, I mean, meaning I, and about the meetings and, is that it's really great to be able to be with people that are different than, than me. I mean, I live in a, you know, most of the Jews that I know are, are professionals and middle-class and white and comfortable and what have you. You know, I'm a little underclass from that point of view, but when you know, you go to AA and you're, there's working people there and there's, you know, people of color there. It's it's actually a much more diverse environment than I would find in most of my regular life. That's yeah, true. That's honestly that's what I get most out of the meetings. Is I, it, I just find that contact. very valuable. You know, I'm talking to somebody who I really like. You know, who I'm friends, who I've been friends with for a couple of years, and I'm talking about some book that I'm recommending, and she goes, "Oh, I don't read." And it's like, you know, I, and on one hand, that's kind of like, "What do you mean?" But on the other hand, it's like, okay, you know, whatever. Hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize her for that. It's not my business. Yeah, you've had enough in common to have this entire relationship outside of that 
fact. Exactly. You know, um, which you, know you guys, I, one thing I've got to say is, first of all, Jeff, am I, is, is well-being available in Kansas City and will it ever be available in Kansas City? It is. It is available in Kansas City. We have a distributor there. And have to I, send me the... Send me the uh, how to how to get it. But it's funny because it's not on the Kansas side because it's still considered a alcohol on the Kansas side, so it's only in Missouri. But I know we sell it like the Hy-Vee and all the grocery stores. Uh, but there's one really good uh, place that you'll know that sells it, and I'll I'll post it. It's the one place that you that everyone goes to get get a, a wide variety of uh, non alcoholics. And, and now, and the other question I have is like, well, first of all, you guys never talk about the Cardinals, so I kind of want about wondered about that. They're, they're playing, <laughs> they're playing very well right now. They are. And uh, the other thing is like, you, you actually, I, I must have missed the Fuck Ram Das art um, uh, <laughs> show, and I, yeah. I'm pretty consistent listening to the show. It was a long time ago. A, yeah, I've, I've been listening almost the whole time. I've been sober this time, but you actually don't really talk about your spirituality very much. Who? And I went. All of us. Oh, all of us. Oh, yeah. like As we, a subject on the top. Uh, on the sh- let's yeah, do it next not. week. Yeah, we can do that again. I think next uh, week. We, we, I think we just sort of like check it off, like that. There, the, the sort of ends of the spectrum, and Jeff on one, and me on the other. And it's not that broad a spectrum, quite frankly. I don't think. <laughs> no, I mean, because I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's just, not like. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it goes from, a atheism to friendly. Yeah, I I have chill. a higher power for sure. Yeah. Jeff's Jeff's probably the most uh, spiritual. Uh, yeah. Chris, the apatheist, just doesn't think about it and doesn't care. Or as I like I'm to say, much, I ain't give a fuck. He ain't yeah. give a fuck. And I'm yeah. a pretty much died in the wool agnostic, maybe with a little bit of a Unitarian bent. I'm fascinated by spirituality and religion. I love to read about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I respect the hell out of certain hmm. tenets and various faiths. But at the end of the day, I don't pray to... Uh, I think my... Well, Chris, uh, you, Chris, you meditate in, on, on and off, right? Yeah, but in a in a super, I guess, secular way? I don't know. I mean, I don't even have the words to describe what, what it means. Yeah, like, but you when, you, when somebody talks about Buddhist meditation, and, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Because I just I have an app and yeah. it's a dude saying... That's it. Sit down and just chill out. That's meditation. Uh, <laughs> I think... Uh, it's but it's an English voice. It's an English voice. That's, that's, what, that's a great. That's great life lesson right there. What's well, pretty interesting? Yeah. Important advice right there. Yeah, sit chill, down out. chill out. Sit my, down. Chill out. My uh, my dad bought over at his place. He, he lives in town. He has uh, the Lego Bible, and so my daughter's read it. So I think my daughter knows more. Has more <laughs> knows more about the the Bible um, than I ever have just oh. by reading the Lego Bible. That's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I I don't know. It's just it's never held any interest or compulsion for me but i think we I mean, we can definitely get more into that um that may have been it what do you mean that yeah, may it's have basically been the same way. conversation oh that was it no and then <laughs> you, you know i think the, it down right the, there, baby. the be here now i i just super hippie super i love that book uh all that drawing like come on that's super fucking amazing hippie, super I was gonna say druggy, but I that's not. I hate that word. He, not, he was that too. My, what? Yeah, he was. He was that too? Well, but my uncle, and so he got it for me when I was like eleven or something, and I was just like, "What is this?" I mean, yeah, it just it just left me cold and robbed us, irritated. Yeah, like, be, uh, be here now as a child, as a child, and I think Brad uh, got it. You know, I yeah. think I watched a documentary yeah. on Ramdax recently. Yes. Would that have been on Netflix? one on Netflix. Okay. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Right. I mean, you're either a guy who, who okay. read Siddhartha in high school or you're not, basically. Yeah. Well, and I did. I did, too. And I, me three. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, at, at the time, I think I thought it was like pretty radical, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I really enjoy the show. Okay, I, well, love, I love listening to you guys. Um, I, you know, I love the, the sort of... You know, the, the, you, you each have your kind of um, persona, you know, Matt's, <laughs> Matt's the cut up, whatever. Jeff's, Jeff's a little, he's, he's pretty sedate. And Chris is like, it, he, Chris, Chris, you're the deep one. That's true. I am, huh? He is. I think, you know, what, well, That's what's interesting, somebody so told me, in no. Uh, like, <laughs> um, somebody told me the other day that Jeff and Matt cracked them up. But you do too sometimes, Chris, or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's like, so Aww. sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, well, look, you're we, a fascinating we, guy. Yeah, I could just say we we are at Whole Foods in Kansas City, Missouri. That is true. That is there one place, go. and it's the brand right. new one right on the Parkway. They just opened it. 
and I know we're there. Ron That's says a good 51st shot, Flexing Street. with some KC knowledge. There, I know. Right on the Segment parkway. Eight. It's right on the main parkway. Everyone knows where that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know where that is. Yeah. It's a cool Whole Foods. ask you questions for two minutes. Sorry. I'm, I'm reading Ron's suggestion. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any problem with that. No. no. I think that's if I, if I had a chat room, I think that'd be awesome. Um, well, hey, uh, I keep wanting to call you Reb. Uh, it's okay, Moti. Works too. But so Reb Moti on Twitter, in case you're interested. Uh, very, uh, very much. Uh, so. If I don't already, I'm not sure. I've, I've sort of I've I've switched over to my personal Twitter account lately, just because I'm I'm applying all my energies to to raging against the machine, um, such as it is. Yeah. But uh, I'll be back over on on the clean and sober one in a bit. Uh, well, thanks, hey, for, thanks coming for coming on. In. I know that was great. And yeah. uh, let me just—I I know last episode I did. And uh, yeah, do you have anything? Any final words? Anything you didn't get to? Anything you want to mention or plug? Or no, I'm just really, uh, really happy to talk to you guys, and I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy the show. Awesome. Awesome. But thanks for calling in. Yeah, and uh, Let's you. do thanks it again. All right. Godspeed. See ya. Okay. So uh, that was terrific, and. Before I forget, I know last episode I had mentioned I was going to update the site to make it clear how to call in so everybody can do it. And we definitely want anybody and everybody that wants to to call in. Um, I'll, I'll try to get to that. Um, if not, for those of you listening, um, it's really just get on Skype and look for Sense right now and, and send me a request and we can take it from there. Um, uh, other than that, I like the segment idea let the audience ask you questions for two minutes. So I'm assuming that means in the chat room, you throw up questions. Yeah. I don't know what the two minute part means. Is well, we maybe re- we, we could just You ask a question and we respond in two minutes. Quick fire. You were, we were two minutes. We set a timer. Bing, yeah. go. Okay, cool. Or, uh, or it might Love be... It. Um, speed round. Oh, yeah. Speed round. Um, That's for you, Ron. Okay, cool. I like that. Uh, anything? Thing else. Uh, thanks for bearing with us through the technical difficulties. It wouldn't be since right now if we didn't have te- technical difficulties. Um, arbitrary. Got it. Um, anything else? Anybody? Okay. No. So anything to plug? I any, love that. Uh, so it's plug. Jeff, you got anything to plug? Do we have anything to plug? No. Uh, you have a business. Oh, oh yeah. Well, being brewing. <laughs> That's it. Listen. If you're out there and you're like, oh, I really miss uh, the taste of great craft beer. We actually have some now. We're brewing it. I think we're brewing the best non-alcoholic beer in the in the world. Well, right here's now. the thing: you don't even yeah. have to miss the taste of great craft no. beer. If you're looking for, in my mind, and I know there's some people that don't appreciate this totally from agree. me as yeah. the, from the show. Yeah, I think it's legitimate that Jeff <laughs> plug is plug well-being, but I think if uh, you think it's safe for you yes. to enjoy a, totally, uh, it saved me in more so many adult. Ways. Yes. Uh, option for yes. a beverage, then yeah, it's a great totally. option. Listen, if it's not, don't do it. We are Simple trying in a week, we're going to test our first taste, our first batch of zero, zero coffee stout. Boom, boom. I know. Which this is like breaking could be huge, right? the third wall. I know. Big time. Zero, I hope it works. Zero. I know. And so I hope it all tastes good. So anyway. yeah. that'll be out Exclusive. in November 1st is what we're shooting for. November, November 1st. 1st. November first, free bitches. Because yeah. <laughs> alcoholics love coffee. I fucking love coffee. I know, coffee, right? No. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like has a drinking it right the bottom of every tell. bottle. I know, right? It's like the worm in a bottle of tequila. Yeah. Ooh, I got the butt. Um, <laughs> no, that's yeah? that's really cool. That's funny. No, a got, cigarette butt. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, reading is fundamental. Uh, hugs, not drugs. Yeah. Uh, I my Twitter handle is at storytolding. Uh, and I haven't hmm. t- tweeted in eight years. So oh, <laughs> don't look for it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it's like storytelling, but past tense. Story yeah. tolding. Uh, done told you a story. I done I told you. Told you. I done told you. What's going on with you, Chris? I Plug? don't know. Any I got any news? I went to see my therapist today. It was, eh, you know, sometimes it's a hot, hot takes, and sometimes it's just like, uh, yeah. Um, what else I got? Follow Chris's shrink at at. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great. Um, Plugging, but he actually does have a Twitter, and that's before I went to see him. I I checked out his Twitter, and oh. like oh, I like what he, I forget what he tweeted something that I'm like I like that. I'm gonna go see this dude. Oh, um, so I, maybe I'll, I'll talk to him and see if he wants me to shout out that his is, Twitter. That'd be hilarious. The most like um, <clears throat> social media aware, yeah, yeah, current day example ever. I checked out my my shrinks. 
Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, right now, as usual, I want to send out thanks to djfm.com DJ yep. for uh, the wonderful intro and outro to our show. Uh, go rate us on iTunes if you know. Yeah, if you get a second moment. And uh, what else? Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, thanks Uh, to Modi. And thanks to Modi. All right. See you guys later. Peace. It was fun. I'm going to...